the covenant, the God of the covenant, the God of the covenant. And I trust that you will be blessed this morning in the name of Jesus, the God of the covenant. God says to me this morning, remind my people that I am their God, that I am there for them, that I have a covenant with them. They must not go through this life as if they have no God. They must not go, go through this phase of life or these situations that we are facing as a world, as people who have no hope, as people who have no God. He says, I must remind you this morning that I am the God of the covenant. I have a covenant with you. I have set you apart for a purpose. I have set you apart for a reason. And I am there for you as your God. Is somebody hearing me this morning? And I want us to pray briefly. Father, we just want to thank you for your word which is about to be spoken. Your word which shall not return unto you void, but your word shall accomplish every purpose for which it is sent. I thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful. Your word is active. Your word is sharper than any double-edged sword. Your word pierces unto the dividing a sound of soul and spirit and joints and marrows. I thank you for that fresh word of God that comes from the very oven of God this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, as we sit around the table, may our souls be fed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Before I read that scripture, I just want to give a background that from the beginning of your Bible, from Genesis chapter 1, we see God creating humanity, and we see two main characters that show up throughout chapter 1 all the way to chapter 12. And the first one was Adam and his family. And from chapter 5, you see another character called Noah and his family. And then you see a few other characters in between, but those were the two main characters. But all along, there was no specific man that God had picked up and chosen and say, I will have a covenant with you for generations. Until Genesis chapter 12, we see a man that just appear from nowhere. We don't even know about his background. We just say, see the Lord God showed up and called a man called Abraham and begin to establish from that day a special people to him, himself. In other words, up until that time, everyone was everyone. But until a man called Abraham showed up, and God called Abraham out of everyone and said, I want to have a covenant with you. I want to have a specific relationship with you out of the entire universe, out of the entire earth, out of the entire world of people. I want to have a nation out of you, Abraham. And here's the speech of God in Genesis chapter 12 as he invites Abraham. The Bible says, and now the Lord God said, Unto Abraham, get out of your country. In other words, from hence on, Abraham, you will not relate to me as you, you would relate to your country. Or you would not relate to me based on the cultures of your country. I'm taking you out of your country. I'm taking you out of dependence of your country. Whatever your country goes through, you will not be subjected to. Because I'm taking you out of your country. Number two, he says, I'm taking you out of your family. In other words, whatever your family background may be, whatever generational curses may have been a portion for your family, 
I am taking you out of your family. You are from hence on, Abraham, no more part of your family. And number three, I'm taking you out of your father's house. In other words, from the wider family, even out of your father's house. Whatever your father is subject to, whatever your father could not achieve, whatever your father could not do, I'm also taking you out of your father's house. Listen to this. He says, I'm taking you to a land that I will show you. A land that I, God, will show you. And number two, now he begins to list about seven things. Seven things that he wants to do with Abraham. Number one, Abraham, I will make you a great nation. Number two, Abraham, I will bless you. Number three, Abraham, I will make your name great. Number four, Abraham, you shall be a blessing. Number five, I will bless those who bless you. Number six, I will curse those who curse you. Number seven, in you all families of the earth, shall be blessed from that day this man called abraham became a blessed man and the bible says and abraham obeyed the lord and he left not only did he leave but he left with lord his brother's son and he went to the land that the lord showed him and soon after that watch this the bible says there was famine and abraham went to egypt and when he was in egypt god caused a plague to come into the house of pharaoh for the sake of Abraham, for the sake of Abraham. In other words, from that day onwards, anyone who would touch Abraham or anyone who would have, have anything to do with Abraham, because in this case, they wanted to take Abraham's wife. And God began to partner with Abraham and said, I will not allow this. And a, a, a plague came into the house of Pharaoh. It was almost prophetic because if you see Abraham, the Bible says after this, he left and he went back to Canaan. You see the same route that the children of Israel followed it was a famine. They went into Egypt and there were plagues in Egypt and they left Egypt and they went into Canaan. You see a prophetic move that Abraham did. He went back to Canaan and watch this. Immediately in chapter 14, I mean in chapter 13, and the Bible says all of a sudden the Bible begins to speak about how Abraham was rich, how Abraham was blessed with livestock. All of a sudden Abraham is a rich man after he came out of Egypt. A similar thing you see later on when the children of Israel leave Egypt. The Bible says they were blessed with things and they were so rich. They, they plundered the land of Egypt. But what am I saying? You see a pattern that God begins to establish. That out of a famine, I will bless you, Abraham. You will leave the land full of riches. And the Bible says he left Egypt a blessed man. He left Egypt with so much. The Bible begins to speak about how rich and blessed Abraham was. But watch something else as well. And Lot also was blessed. And Lot also was blessed. Why? Because he was associated with a blessed man. He was in the shadow of a man who has been called and, and God has a covenant with. And as a result, also Lot was blessed. And, and Lot and Abraham began to discuss and say, hey, why don't we part? Why don't you go that way and I go that way? And the Bible says, and indeed, Lot took, he lifted up his eyes and he saw a beautiful land and he left Abraham, not knowing that the blessings that he heard was because of the covenant that God had with Abraham. And the Bible says, as he went into that land, he was attacked. You read in chapter 14, where he was attacked immediately. And everything that Lord had was taken from him. And guess who rescues him? Abraham, the man who has been called. And the Bible says, and Abraham took 318 servants, and he went after the five kings. He defeated five kings. This is what you see with a partnership 
with God. Yeah. When we partner with God, our resources don't count yeah. because God becomes our source. God becomes the source of our strength. God becomes the main partner. And you see him walking with Abraham throughout. And the Bible says Abraham walloped all the kings took all the spoils, returned even Lot and with his wives and everything that Lot had lost. And he gave a tithe. He gave a tenth to the priest Melchizedek and he was blessed. He was blessed. Now, the, the, the covenant that God had with Abraham is shown throughout. As you see the life of Abraham, you even see him passing on the blessing to his son Isaac and he blessed him before he died and Isaac was blessed and Isaac passed on the blessing to Jacob and Jacob was blessed and, and you see that same blessing continuing even into the life of Joseph as Joseph is thrown into the pit but Joseph was blessed and he's bought by the Ishmaelites taken into Egypt but you see the blessing following him the covenant that God had made with Abraham continues throughout generations and you see that even in the heart of house of Potiphar the Bible says the Lord blessed the house of Potiphar for the sake of Joseph because yeah. of Joseph everything in the house of Potiphar was blessed even when Joseph was thrown into prison for false accusation the Bible says even in prison the Lord was with him for the hand of the Lord was with him the covenant the blessing was with Joseph it does not mean that when we are blessed we will not be faced with challenges but in the midst of challenges God's blessing always show up even in the prison God's blessings show up even in the midst of slavery God's blessings show up wherever we are put in even look at jo Jacob when he was serving his father-in-law he robbed him so many of his wages but the Lord kept on blessing him the Lord kept on moving things around even interfered with the DNA of the cows because of the blessing that was flowing from Abraham that's the word of the Lord this morning the Lord says from that day, God has chosen to have a covenant with man. He has chosen to select a specific people that he will have a covenant with. And not just a covenant for a few days, but a covenant for generation. Look at how, how this continues even into Egypt. After Joseph became a prince in Egypt and God fed the land of Egypt for the sake of Joseph. Watch this. It was not because God loved Egypt that he gave them the strategy for survival during the famine that hit Egypt. It was because of Joseph. It was because of the covenant that the father Abraham had with God yeah. that God blessed Egypt with a strategy for survival mm. in famine. And the Bible says that as he came out of prison, he gave them the wisdom in order to survive the famine. Is somebody hearing me Amen. this morning? And in the, as a result, so many nations came and including the house of Abraham, the house of Jacob left and they came, the house of Israel, they came in, and they grew into a nation. For the first time, you see a nation growing out in Egypt, a nation called Israel. Even under oppressive conditions, they were blessed. Even under oppressive conditions, they were, they were prospering. The Bible says the more they oppressed them, the more they prospered. The more they made their hand hard, Pharaoh's hand was hard on them, the more they multiplied. Even when Pharaoh said, you must kill all the boys, the Bible says they even the midwives could not do it because of the covenant that they have. There is power in covenant. Is yeah. somebody hearing me Amen. this morning? And the Bible says through Moses, God, he came and delivered them 
He did seven things, and which is my conclusion this morning. God did seven things for Israel, which are seven things that apply to me and you. Number one, he delivered them with a forceful hand. Yeah. God delivered had them from the hand of Pharaoh. Whether Pharaoh liked it or not, God delivered them. Because these are God's people. These are God's special men and women. We are special in the eyes of God. The enemy cannot do as he wishes. The enemy cannot oppress us forever. The enemy cannot keep us down forever. When our God shows up, he will set us free from whatever the enemy thinks he's doing to us. Number one, he delivered them. But number two, he enriched them. The Bible says they left Egypt with so many riches. They left Egypt. They plundered Egypt overnight and they left as rich men just like their father Abraham when he left Egypt a couple of years ago over 400 years ago. The Bible says he left and he was rich after that. Number three, he led them. He did not just enrich them but he also led them. The Bible says with a pillar of fire by night and also with a cloud, pillar of a cloud during the day he led them. And number four, the Bible says he fought for them. He fought for them as Pharaoh chased them down. He wanted to get them back and he wanted to oppress them again. The Bible says the Lord went before them and he fought the battle. That's why he says unto, unto Moses as the people were panicking and said, Moses, we're about to die. Moses, what's going to happen to us? Why didn't you leave us in Egypt to die? Were there no graves for us in Egypt? And the Bible says the Lord spoke unto Moses and said, speak to the children of Israel. Tell them not to be afraid. Yeah. For the Egyptians that you see today, mm -hmm. You shall see them no more. Yes. For this is a God who fights for his people. Child of God, you are not just a child in this world without a God. I'm reminding you that today that you have a God who fights for you. You have a God who will fight anything that fights against you. For he has a covenant with you. You are not just an ordinary person, but you are chosen out of the nations. God has a covenant with you and God will lead you. God will enrich you, but God will also fight for you. And the number five, he made a way for them. In other words, whatever obstacles they would come across, as the Bible says, they came to the Red Sea. God parted the Red Sea for their sake and they crossed as if it was a dry land, as if there was no sea. He made walls on both sides of waters and they crossed over without any hassle for God will make a way for his people yeah. where there seems to be no way. That's your covenant with him. That is your benefit with him. As a child of God, God will make a way for you. It does not matter what obstacles you face right now. He has a covenant with you. Whatever seems to be a wall in front of you, the God that we serve is a God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. And I'm speaking to your life right now. During this COVID season, it may seem like there is no way for you. It may seem like beyond COVID-19, there is no way out for you. But I have a word for you this morning that God will make a way for you. God will part red seas for you. God will move mountains for you. The God that you serve has not forgotten you and he will not leave you nor forsake you. He will make a way for you. He will make a way for your family. He will make a way for your business. He will make a way for your studies. It is still a good year. 2020 is not over yet. Do not give up on the promise that God gave you about 2020. It is still just May, the fifth month of the month of the year. And God will make a way. Is somebody hearing the word this morning? And number six, he fed them. He fed them. He, he took the responsibility of feeding these two million people. 
He fed them. He fed them day and night. In the morning, he gave them breakfast. In the evening, he gave them dinner. And he never ceased to supply their needs. For he is God who supplies all our needs according to his riches in glory. God, when he has a covenant with us, he takes responsibility for our meals. He ensures that whatever we need, he will supply. And child of God, in the midst of the wilderness, you find yourself right now, I'm prophesying upon your life that you have a God of covenant who will not leave you nor forsake you, but will feed you in the midst of a desert, will supply your needs even when you don't know where your next meal will come from. For we have a God who has a covenant with his people. And number seven, he healed them. He supplied their needs, but he also he healed them. The Bible says there was none feeble amongst them. There was none feeble amongst them. Even the shoes they were wearing, they never worn out for 40 years. Their shoes never worn out. That's the kind of God we serve who sustains us, who carries us, who walks with us, who sees to it that our needs are met. Even in the midst of this season, I prophesy upon your family that the Lord will take care of you and the Lord will protect you. The Lord will surround you and the Lord will ensure that there is no disease that comes into your home if you agree with the word of God in Jesus' name. So as I conclude this, this teaching this morning, I want us to read together Genesis, I mean, um, Jeremiah 32 verse 38. The Bible says the following, Jeremiah 32 verse 38. That this God who led Israel all the way to Canaan and ensured that they get the best of lands, it's the same God that you're serving. And he has not forsaken the dream of making sure that his people get the best. God has got chosen people. You may not agree with me, but that's the word of God. God has got chosen people. He has chosen you. You are a chosen generation. He has a covenant with you, and he will make sure that you are special wherever you go. Now, the Bible says in Jeremiah 32, 38, They shall be my people, and I will be their God. They shall be my people, not just people, but my people, and, and I will be their God. their God. In other words, everyone in this world has their own gods. They have their own deities. They have their own beliefs. But you and me have a God. His name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah. He says, I shall be your God. In other words, when it comes to deities, when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to wars that involve the spirit world, I shall arise for you and I will deal with things that you cannot deal with. No weapon formed against you shall prosper because I am your God. Hallelujah. Amen. Exodus 19, 5 to 6. Exodus 19, verse 5 to 6. He says the following. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, then you shall be, listen to this, a special treasure, a special treasure to me above all the people. This is God speaking. He says you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine. In other words, I'm in charge of the whole thing. No one can question what I'm doing. I will make you a special treasure to me. If you obey my commandments and follow, follow my word, look at the latter part of the verse. He says, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. Look at Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. He says, for you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. 
of all nations of the earth, God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples of the face of the earth. Child of God, today's word is reminding you that you're not just a people. You are God's special people. God has his own eye upon you. The Bible says his eyes are moving to and fro to show himself strong on behalf of those who fear him. You are not going through this world just like a little thing that has nothing. You have a God. His name is Yahweh. His name is Elohim. His name is Adonai. His name is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who sees to it that you are provided for. You are not just the thing that has been thrown away. You are not just a child who has no hope. There is so much hope for you than he who has no God in him. For the fool says there is no God, but you are not such. You are a child of the living God, and God has a covenant. Watch, watch this, verse 9. Verse 9 says the following. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who keep with, with those who love him and keep his commandment. He keeps his covenant for a thousand generations. A thousand generations. As long as you live, God will keep his covenant on your life. God will watch over your children. God will watch over everything that concerns you. As long as you live, God's covenant in your life and upon your life will not cease and it's not about to cease. Therefore, child of God, know this morning that you have a God who has a covenant with you. And his covenant is to provide for you, is to heal you, is to protect you, is to fight for you, is to lead you, and to see to it that you are delivered from every destruction in this world. Daniel 11, 32 says, They that know they are God, the people who know they are God, shall be strong and shall carry out great exploits. Do you know your God? Do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? This word, the word this morning is to remind you that you are a child of the living God and God has a covenant with you. And for generations unto generations, his eye is upon you. His, his hand is upon your life. He has provided for your needs. There is nothing in this world that you cannot have. There is nothing that this world can ever offer that you can ever have. The Lord will see to it that the earth yields her best towards you. The earth will yield her best towards you. The best that this world can ever offer. God will see to it that you find the best of mountains. He says, I will lead you to a land that floweth with milk and honey. He says, I will give you mountains out of which you shall dig copper and gold. He says, I'll give you houses you did not build. I'll give you vineyards and orchards you did not plant. I'll give you wells you did not dig. I am that God who goes in front of you and finds opportunities for his people. So, so listen to this. God gives himself obligations for his people. He says, I as God, I take responsibility for your welfare. I take responsibility for your well-being, that I will see to it that it is well with you. And for the rest of your life, for the rest of your days, you shall not suffer hunger. For the rest of your days, you shall not suffer defeat. I will even fight your enemies on your behalf. If you study the whole history of the children of Israel, especially from Joshua, you'll be amazed how many battles that they won being a little nation against very strong nations. And it was because the Lord was with them. 
Only until in Judges where you see where they began to default and where they began to forget their God. And the Bible says a new generation arose that did not know their God. And they did not know even Joshua. I mean, they did not know Moses. They did not know Abraham. They did not know the works of the Lord. They, they became evil. And only then when the Lord delivered them into the hands of their enemies and they were defeated from war unto war until they cried out unto the Lord and, and that the Lord would rise up and he would cause them to defeat their enemies. So throughout their journey you could see that the Lord was for them. And I'm saying to you child of God, you have a God who is ready to fight for you. You are not just a nobody. You are not just a thing that is walking around this earth. You have found a God who says I am there for you and I want to fight and I want to defeat everything that is fighting against you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, and this morning, I command that it shall be well with you. I command that the glory of the Lord shall arise upon you, and it shall be well with your family. It shall be well with everything that concerns you in the name of Jesus. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Would you kindly move a bit? Just move a bit out of the sun rays. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, as we conclude. Hallelujah. The Bible says, what a beautiful rainbow above. I love it. <laughs> the glory of the Lord is above this place. <laughs> glory be to God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. And you are a holy nation. You are his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light you are a chosen generation you're not just a people god has chosen you you are a royal priesthood you're not just priests but you are priests that have royalty the kings will bow down to you you are those priests who have command even over kings for you are a royal priesthood you are a holy nation, holy, in other words, set apart for the Lord. You are set apart for the Lord. You are not just a thing. You are set apart for the glory of God. And finally, he says, you are his own special people. You are his own special people. Child of God, you are special. You are God's special people. Yeah. He has chosen you. Hallelujah. He has chosen you as I close most people are going through famine. Their factories have been closed down. Their businesses are being threatened with liquidation. A lot of people are going hungry. They have no one to feed them. But I want to remind you, if you are born again, if you are a child of God, stop looking up to the government. Stop looking out for handouts. I want you to lift up your eyes unto the God that has called you. You have a God. You have a Father. Have you cried out and say, Father, you promised in your word that you provide all my needs. And, and I stand out today. I believe you that my needs shall be met. Have you reminded Jehovah that you, you said you supply all my needs according to your reason? Riches in glory. Oh, have you reminded him that you, Jesus says, I have come that I may have life and have it more abundantly? Have you reminded God of his promises? Like David says, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their, nor their seed or their children begging for bread. Yeah. You need to declare the promises of God and say, I will not beg for bread, for I have a God of covenant next yes. to me. I have Jehovah Jireh. Therefore, stop looking unto men. The Bible says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man. 
But blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord. The Bible says, oh, taste and see how good the Lord is. He says, the young lion may suffer hunger and lack, but they that fear the Lord shall lack no good thing. Glory be to God. For the Lord God is a son and shield, and he gives grace and glory, and he withholds no good thing to them that love him. He withholds no good thing. God will not withhold any good thing. The sparrow may lack, the grass may wither, but God God's eyes are upon you. His eyes are upon you and he cares about you, child of God. Look at this as I conclude. Abraham went through famine and God provided for him. Isaac went through famine and God provided for him. God provided for these men throughout Genesis 26. The Bible says, yeah. and the Bible says, God says to Abraham, I mean to Isaac, as he was about to go down to Egypt like his father, God says to him, don't go down to Egypt. Stay in the land and sow. And the Bible says he sowed in the famine and he reaped a hundredfold. And the Philistines did not understand what makes Isaac to prosper. And the Bible says Isaac began to prosper. He continued to prosper until he was very prosperous. For we serve a God who is able to defy the laws of nature. If we lift up our eyes upon him, he's able to do that mm. exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or imagine. Even in the midst of a famine like he did for Isaac. God can do it for you. We, we serve a God that can do wonders. But you see the same thing with Joseph. When there was famine, God gave Joseph a strategy. And strategy that saved not only Egypt, but many nations around Egypt. So you see the covenant of provision of God throughout the blessing, throughout the covenant line. You see the blessing of the Lord and the provision of God in the midst of famine. But watch this. Finally, we, we hear of Elijah. Who was, who was going through famine and a famine that he commanded himself and he did not want to eat. And the Bible says, and God commanded him to go to a well and he fed him from a well and he sent ravens. Ravens came and they fed him in the midst of a famine because God's eyes were upon Elijah. I command Ravens right now that wherever you are, wherever you are hidden, I mean, Elijah was hidden. No one could even know where he was, but God was able to locate him. God knows your street. God knows your address. And in the midst of the famine, may he provide for you. May he remember your family. And may he bring Ravens. Ravens are birds that are not part of the covenant. Ravens are considered to be birds that are unclean, but God will cause them to bring bread. In other words, God will use people that are unbelievers. God who are not in covenant will use people who will use people that are not in covenant with him and they will bring you bread at your house. They will provide for you without even you knowing because God is able to shake the heavens and the earth and he was able to bring that which you need into your house. So he provided for Elijah. Watch this. And the Bible says the brook ran dry, ran dry and, and the Lord said unto him go to this place. I'm, I have commanded a widow. I want you to go up for I have have commanded a widow there you shall be fed and and after the brook had dried because this is what is teaching us that whatever we're relying on is only a resource but not a source god can always switch resources but he will remain the source of our provision he sent elijah to the house of a widow and the bible says as he went to the house of the widow the widow was about to die so even the people that god will use they don't even know even though god says i've commanded a widow but then we didn't even know that I'll be used by God. So therefore, even the people that God will use to provide for you, they don't even know that God has sent them. But God, in any way, he will use them. And the Bible says he arrived and the widow had nothing but the last meal to eat. And as he commanded the woman to bring her water, 
she said, he said to her, also bring me a bread that I may eat. And, and she said unto him, I have nothing but the last meal that I'm about to eat and die. And the Bible says, the prophet says unto him, fear not, fear not. For you are about to be blessed. God is about to provide for your needs. And, and the story ends with, with the woman having enough oil and enough bread to eat for many days after the Lord had used a prophet. But guess what? God did not necessarily have the woman in mind. He had the prophet in mind because the covenant was with the prophet. But in the process, even the woman was blessed because she obeyed what the prophet said. And you are a prophet. You are ordained by God. You are a priesthood. You are part of the family of God. God has a covenant with you. God has a covenant with your family. And you will not go hungry. Child of God, you will not go hungry. Child of God, you will not go unseen. Your needs will not go unseen. Wherever you are, whoever you are right now, I command the reverence that God has ordained to find you, to find your street and to find your home. You shall be fed for you have a God who carries his people. Unkulungulu yazi zongi tingo nazo manche. Unkulungulu yaboni itong amatonga wong opegene nao. Whatever challenges are standing in front yeah. of you, God sees all of that. Mm. And he says, I'm about to break the walls of Jericho for your sake. Because I have a covenant with you. And the promised land remains. Lose not your faith. I like what my son shared the other day when he says, our greatest asset is our faith. Mm. Our greatest asset is our faith. If we can lose our faith, it is the end of our story. Yeah. But as long as we have our faith, we are richer than the richest. Mm. We can get anything we desire in this world. We should remain prayerful. We should remain committed to our God. And our God will not forsake us. Our God will never leave us. He will never leave us. He walks this journey with us. And child of God this morning, be assured that your God is with you. And the Lord has not forsaken you. And he's a God of the covenant. And he will take care of you. And he will take care of your family. He will protect you in the midst of the epidemic. I command the protection of the Lord in upon the you. In the mighty name of Jesus. That it shall be well with your family. That there is no sickness or disease that shall take your life away. Yes, you shall be satisfied with long life. Mm. With long life, you are satisfied. And may the Lord provide and supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ. May your family never be forsaken and may your family never sleep hungry another day. May the Lord surround you just like Mount Zion surrounds Jerusalem. May you be surrounded by the mighty hand of the Lord. We thank you for joining us this morning. We thank you for walking this journey with us. We appreciate all of you with your families. Wherever you are, lift up your hand as we declare the blessing of the Lord. That may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face towards you. And may he be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his whole countenance towards you and your family. And may he grant you his peace. May you have peace in the midst of the storm. May you have peace in the midst of the epidemic. Yes, may Lord. you have peace in the midst of famine. And, and may, Lord. may the Lord's peace surround you. The peace that surpasses all understanding. May the goodness of the Lord follow you. David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
May the goodness of the Lord show up at your doorstep this morning. In Jesus' name, we appreciate you. All of you, we give God the glory for your lives as we declare grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus, the love of God, the, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the of rest the Holy and Spirit. abide with each one of us till we meet again. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus name. We love you guys and we appreciate you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Once